Good morning, good afternoon, welcome back wherever you're at. Welcome to the podcast. This is Chasing Your Best. This podcast is and always will be dedicated to the golf learning curve. I'm here to give you tools, resources, best practices, happenings from the lesson tee and learnings from the golf course, and really just pass along knowledge and hope to empower you with a few more resources to help you inch closer towards whatever's important to you. That's why it's called Chasing Your Best. My name is Tim Connor. I'm a golf coach out of the Pacific Northwest, more specifically Spokane Valley, just on the outskirts of Spokane, Washington. It's a great area and uh, actually golf-rich environment. So today I wanted to do a little walk back in time. I thought, uh, I think history is important. I think learning from your past is important. I think self-reflection is important. So today is going to be a little bit of a different style podcast. I, I was pondering on it as I do before I, I record these things, and I thought it might be really pertinent just to to give advice to a former version of myself, a younger version of myself. We don't all age and mature on a linear scale and some people never really age and mature and and I just think there's lessons from everyone's journey, mine, yours. But today I want to specifically talk about mine and I think this is really applicable to a lot of young golfers, a lot of ambitious golfers, a lot of golfers that may be good but never be great or want to be great. Let's get it going. Let's talk about it. Let me give you a little context first as we roll into this. I grew up in rural North America, uh, upper Michigan. And I grew up on a small nine-hole course called the Lance Golf Club. In fact, this course didn't have uh, bunkers even. It was very open, very rural, and a yearly quote-unquote membership cost a couple hundred dollars for a junior golfer. And I could basically hang out there all summer long and just play golf and have fun. And I think it was a great environment to grow up and and learn a lot of life's lessons on the golf course. There was a time when I I wanted to really play great golf and, and really pursue that and I think there are a few key things that kind of kept me from from making the the leaps or or jumps in trajectory that that I would have liked to. So let's hop into some little life lessons here. If I was speaking to a younger version of myself, the first advice I would give is golf is both an art and a science. And I think that you should explore both. Meaning that talking to myself personally, I really would have been beneficial had someone explained the science of ball flight to me, had someone really mentored me on the things that that made the ball curve and created shot height and created backspin and things like that. And all that information is widely available now and, and even then probably was, but was a little more under wraps. So it wasn't necessarily easy to find. And I never had a direct golf coach. I had a high school golf coach who was definitely beneficial in my development and helping me manage the golf course, but I never got to learn much of the science. And I think if you understand the science, it it becomes easier to to really develop some feels and thoughts and and manipulate your ball flight and and build out some skills that way. And then the art side of it thing is I would say I would explore, I'd say to my younger self, is just explore hitting different ball flights. Do that more often. Don't just go to the range and bang balls. Don't just go hang out there and, and hit shot after shot, but really hit different shots, have fun and use different clubs and learn to hit it low and learn to hit it high and learn to hit it medium and curve it right and curve it left and and just be be curious and and explore some different things to do that. And I just think that there's a lot of benefit as a whole to learning to explore different ball flights. And I do think that you can play really great golf by just playing one ball flight. But you, your skill level kind of gets capped out if you don't spend the time learning to do different things and your game will not travel as well. For example, when you play in the wind, when you play elsewhere, it's important to be able to hit different shots. Not that you need to hit different shots all the time, but the more you build out that skill set, the more you understand how to work the ball right and left, the more you'll be able to hit it straight. 
And then another thing I would say is this spend some amount of time, some percentage of your time developing your technique. When I was younger, I didn't spend hardly any time developing my technique. In fact, I did what a lot of golfers do and they would just go play golf. And going to play golf is a good avenue. It's fun. It's why, why we play the game. But if you want to play the game at a high level, at some point you have to, to develop your technique and better to do it sooner than later and better to develop that understanding sooner than later. The, the faster you do that, the more you have time to spend doing that and, and, and growing on the skills you've built. So I was very much, quote unquote, a feel player. And as, as a feel player and someone who didn't uh, explore their technique, you eventually run into things that are going to limit you. Your lack of ability to, to put the club on the ball is consistent as some, someone who might or, could, or would with better technique. You know, for example, there are unique swings that play good golf, such as like a Bubba Watson or a Jim Furyk. But both of those guys and both of, and any player that plays the game at the highest level and has like a unique looking golf swing, their fundamentals are still solid. And maybe their fundamentals, they just came by it honestly. Maybe they didn't need to really work on their technique. But I will tell you that after after giving thousands and thousands of golf lessons, that almost every player needs some amount of technique practice. What is the right amount of practice? It's really hard to say. That varies depending person to person and where they're at, where they've been and where they're going. But spending some amount of time developing your technique is is really, really pertinent if you'd want to avoid plateaus later down the road. I, I really would hope for everyone that if we're going to plateau, our plateau is limited by time and investment of time, not technique. And a lot of people are going to get limited by their technique and not their time, meaning that they spend enough time doing it, but they just haven't invested enough time in their technique to build good enough technique to really go out and uh, excel or, or play to the to the level at which they're capable. And furthermore, I would say to play more tournament golf. Get out and play more rounds under pressure. Rounds under pressure is a skill in itself, and you don't get those reps if you don't do it. And I think it's really easy to go play casual, fun, recreational golf and, and become, you know, become the best in your group, become the best in your circle. But outside of that, there's a whole world of golfers. There's a whole, there's a lot of really talented people. And if you don't get out and compete with them under the same set of rules, on the same golf courses, under the same conditions, you never really get to see what what's out there. And I was particularly limited there because I never really traveled in golf. I told you I grew up in small town USA and, and that's true. So getting out, playing tournament golf, seeing what your peers are capable of and also having that benchmark and then continuing to build that muscle that is performing under pressure because you have to exercise that muscle. And if you don't exercise it, it's not just going to show up randomly. It's the more you do it, the more that muscle strengthens, the more that muscle strengthens, the more often it's going to show up when you're under pressure. And you have to put yourself into those kind of situations to really be able to perform consistently under those kind of situations. And another chunk of advice I will give is find a mentor or find a golf coach or find somebody that that you can really lean on to, to explore these kind of questions and to have dialogue with and to learn from their experience. It's so valuable to be able to talk to somebody who's had the maturity or the experience or who's been down the road that you're pursuing and, and you can answer some of these questions and just cut off 
chunks of time or years or you can cut a lot of time off your learning curve by clearing these things up at a younger age. You don't have to learn the hard way. If you have a good peer group or a good group of people around you or a golf coach you can bounce questions off of, you can really accelerate your learning curve. Avoid this mistakes that, you know, we're just going to make on our own. And as good of a player as anybody is, you can always learn from other players. And that's where it's fun to hear stories on the PGA Tour. You'll hear stories like guys when they go to the Masters, they'll talk to players that have played well at the Masters over the years. And, and they're really trying to get that mental edge by preparing and talking to players that have played well at that tournament over time. PGA Tour players know this all too well. In fact, they really it's really what makes them a cut above the rest is they've got the ability to to ask for help and they've asked for it and they've worked on it and they've refined their craft over time and they've built their game by by being reflective and being able to look in the mirror and saying, hey, what am I bad at? What do I need to be better at? How can I learn from the past, the present, and what I got going on right now? And to me, that's really what separates a lot of uh, top-tier players from being on the PGA Tour. I see a lot of very, very talented college players that just don't make it. They seem to have the raw talent, but they just don't cut it on tour. And and you wonder why that is. And my theory is that a lot of those players, they just, they haven't been willing to open themselves up to the help and they haven't been willing to put that last little bit of work in to tip the scales in their favor. Because the difference between the best and just a cut below the best is so very, very close. I I see it locally in our PGA tournaments, uh, our local PGA tournaments, you see really great players and you're like, man, I swear that person could make it on tour. But the reality is they just couldn't make it on tour for whatever reason. Maybe it was lack of technique or lack of tournament execution or just rounding off those edges because you got to just sharpen up all those little sides, all those little edges if you want to play the game at the highest level. All right, y'all, I thought this would be a fun podcast to record. I think it's cool to kind of look back and reflect on what we did well, what we can learn from and what we can do better. That's a little piece from my journey. Uh, This is a different podcast, so if you enjoyed it, let me know what you thought. Send me an email. I'm happy to do more of this kind of reflective stuff, case case study type things. Maybe talk with some of my students on here and, and get their perspectives as well. I appreciate you all for hanging out for another podcast. I will catch you back here, same time, same place, next week. 